just a couple of words of uh, promotion. If you haven't signed up, you're interested in getting a book for the Wednesday night study that begins in February on the last week of Jesus' ministry, headed toward the cross and the resurrection. Uh, there's a sign-up sheet out there. I encourage you to sign up. I want to hand out the books next week so you'll have a week to, to be able to read over the books and get ready for the study. should have a great time. Look forward to that. And also, I want to meet uh, tonight early uh, because of the movie at 5, and we were going to have some soup and maybe some chili and uh, some chicken fingers for those on soup people. Uh, just a little bit of food, and then afterward to watch the movie together. Uh, so come and have some food with us at 5, and then after we're going to sit down and watch this movie. It's a, it's a moving movie that reminds us of how precious relationships and life are. So I encourage you to come be a part of that tonight. Let's uh, look in Ephesians chapter 1 for our text. Verses 3 through 14 is where I want to have our reading this morning. I ask when you find that to stand in God's honor as I read aloud. Ephesians 1, 3 through 14. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For He chose us in Him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in His sight. In love, He predestined us to be adopted as His sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with His pleasure and will, to the praise of His glorious grace, which He has freely given us in the one He loves. In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that He lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. And He made known to us the mystery of His will according to His good pleasure which He purposed in Christ to put into effect when the times will have reached their fulfillment to bring things in heaven and on earth together under one head, even Christ. In Him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of Him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of His will, in order that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be the praise of His glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in Him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of His glory. Let's pray. Master, here we are once again together. Lord, each person is precious to you. And each person who comes to mind, Father, is precious to you. You're all about redemption. You're all about restoration. You're all about just buying back. I thank you for that. I pray this morning as we take some time to look at your word, remind us how blessed we are to be adopted in Christ. And for the one who hasn't found that place in the family of God yet, I pray that might occur today. Thank you, Lord. We need you to speak to us. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. As Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus, 
He speaks about every blessing in Christ. And, and then he goes on this, this great section of Scripture where he says, hey, God predestined or, or He thought about you before anything else. All of creation, He, he thought of you. You were on His mind and, and, and He thought, I, I, I want to reach out. I want to show my love. I, I want to I adopt creation of people into my family. And, and that's what the work of the gospel is all about. And, and that's His heart. Uh, when I was 15 years old, I was adopted into the family of God. Left home uh, that I grew up in when I went to college. But at 15, I, I found another family, a family of hope through Jesus Christ, a heavenly family. And, and that's that's what He promises. That you know, it's amazing as we think about life. We think about adoption. It is really a picture of what happens through the glorious work of Jesus Christ in each and every heart. And there are a lot of people out there like Mark Schultz that, you know, they feel like, well, they're just not loved. Or they just don't matter to anybody. Or, you know, people have just given up on them. And yet it's exciting as you look through here, you see that that's not God. That's that's not His heart at all. And a uh, matter of fact, it's interesting as you look through the Scriptures on people who were not raised by their birth parents. I think of Moses who ended up in the palace of Egypt. And as he grew, and, and uh, it was amazing how God would work through him. How God would use him, uh, and willing at times, to be the deliverer, to lead the people out. And, and then um, you think of Samuel, uh, his mother and desperately wanted a child and, and uh, he was born and then he was raised in the temple and, and, and God would work through him to be a, a, a mighty judge and, and servant of his and then Esther raised by her uncle and you know won the beauty contest and was used to, to work to save and spare God's people and as you go through the scripture you see that uh, there was a plan and there was a purpose and it wasn't a wasted life as they were not raised by their birth parents, but they had a place. And it's it's beautiful as you look through the Scripture here. You see, that's how God looks at all of us. He sees us as orphans. He sees us as, as separated, but He reaches out in His love. And just look at a couple of Scriptures here. First uh, John 3, 1. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And then Galatians 4, 7. So you're no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you're His child, God's made you also an heir. There's a difference, though, as you, you think about adoption in, in terms as we think of adoption. You find parents who go on a search for a child to adopt and to bring into the family. My niece uh, was unable to have children, her and her husband. And they went on this search and they were able to adopt a brother and a sister uh, at a later time that, you know, that were biological brother and sister. Because God were in so much love came into that choice. And so much love. And of course, part of our, our family uh, now and, and such a blessing. But it's interesting here as you look at the Scripture, the God who chose us wants us to choose Him. Turn me to John chapter 1, verse 12, as it talks about entering the family of God. Yet to all who received Him, 
Those are the ones who are God's children, who have entered into His family. It says, to those who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. Notice this next verse. He says, children born not of natural descent. In other words, this was not just about being born into a particular family. And of course, the Jews, you know, born into the Jew, Jewish race, and, and, and you know, you were chosen. It's not about that. That's, that's not how you get into the family of God. It's not being born into a specific family. And then he says, not of human decision. In other words, it, 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 it's not about just the fact that I'm able to please God. I'm able to earn His favor. I'm able to get in on, on the basis of, of what I've done and, and, and who I am. You can't be good enough. That's the beauty of grace and the gospel and the need for adoption is we're all a mess. And we need His touch and we need His love. And then third, notice in verse 13 here, it says, or a husband's will. In other words, it, just because your family cares and loves you, it's not just a matter of them wanting you to enter the kingdom of God. It's not just a matter of them wanting you to be saved and to find God's forgiveness and place in His family. But you have to be, notice that last part here, you have to be born of God. There has, there has to be an encounter with a living God. And the Scripture talks about it as new birth. It, Jesus said, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. It, there has to be that experience, that encounter with a living God. All of these other things are not enough. It's not enough about what others who love you want. It, it, it's not enough about you're working toward it. Guys, it's not enough about you know the family you were born into. It's about being born again. It makes the difference that, that the Scripture talks about. Uh, there is a, a missionary, Rod Cameron, who worked in a village in Africa, and he shared the gospel. And there was a couple there that had a three-year-old and five-year-old, and they were starting to read the Bible. And they came to Rod and they said, we want our kids to be baptized. And uh, Rod said, well, why do you want to be baptized? He said, well, I was reading in the Bible and I want to make sure they go to heaven. So they need to be baptized and I want you to baptize them. And Rod said, well, he said, uh, John, that was the dad's uh, name. He said, Johnny, he said, you look like you're a pretty strong guy. He said, uh, I got an idea. Why don't we just... Make sure the whole village gets baptized so they can all go to heaven. He said, you're like a pretty strong guy. We'll start with the older people first. And we'll, we'll, we'll go, go and we'll grab them one at a time. And we'll, we'll, we'll drag them across you know, to the river. And we'll just duck them down there and bring them out. So that they can go to heaven. One at a time. Starting with all this. And we'll go down and we'll baptize the whole village. He said, well, I, said, yeah, I don't think I like that. Either. What if they don't want to be baptized? That could be a problem. He said, that's kind of the whole point. It's, it's one at a time, and it's a matter of the heart. It, it's a matter of God who wants you, but He wants you to want Him. He wants you to turn to Him. It has to be that personal choice that each person makes one at a time. You're not dragged into the kingdom of God. <laughs> you come with a heart that's ready to receive. Ready to, to know His love. Ready to, to be changed by that. Now, a second, when parents adopt, uh, they generally younger the better. And, and 
Why do they do that? What's what goes on with that? Is is uh, the parent wants a chance to be able to impact that child? And the idea is the younger the the more time with that child, the, the more opportunity to, to plant his, his and her heart, the dreams, their visions there. It says, delight yourself in the Lord and He'll give you the desires of your heart. There's a picture of that child just beginning to learn and to grow in the image of the parents, their hearts. And, and God wants that. And, and when we come to Him, He, he says to come as a little child. Um, Read a scripture here. This is the chapter of Mark, the book of Mark, chapter 9, verses 36 and 37. He took a little child and had him stand among them. Taking him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. So what is the picture there of a little child? It's a little child that comes innocent, that comes without any big plans of, of manipulation or, or, or you know, trying to, take, to get uh, something from Jesus, but just comes honestly and, and tenderly in trust comes because he knows and senses Jesus loves and, and this is the way this is the way you know to be a, in, adopted to come to God and to grow in God to know he loves you and to come with that simple trust of a little child and to walk with that simple trust as a little child and, and to have that longing and desire to know him and to grow in him notice in the, in the text here back in Ephesians 1 he he tells us that He chose us before the creation of the world. Man, back before all of that, He predestined us, He handpicked us to be adopted. He, he wanted us in His family and, and how, according to His pleasure and will and the praise of His glorious grace, that awesome grace that He's freely given and the one He loves, of course, that's Jesus. He's the one we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. It's through His blood and it's the riches of His grace that He lavished. Man, He just has poured it thoroughly upon us <laughs> where He has totally immersed us. And, and notice here, here's, the, here's what happens. Here's the goal. Here's the purpose. Here's the dream. Here, here's the vision He wants for His adopted children to have. Look here, as he, he starts in verse 9 here, as He shares that beautiful picture of what our heartbeat is to be in the family of God. And He made known to us the mystery of His will according to His good pleasure which He purposed in Christ. But what is this mystery? Here's to be revealed. To be put into effect when the times will have reached their fulfillment. Here it is. To bring all things in heaven and on earth together under one head, even Christ. Here's the picture. It always leads to Jesus Christ. My, my life, uh, my, my, my love, my, my passion, um, my heart, it, it always leads to Christ. It always leads to His leadership. It, it always leads to, to being in agreement with Him. It, it always leads to my life being lined up with Him so that He is in charge. That, that's the heart. And, and that's what it's about. That's why we, we want to bring people to church and to worship, um, to, to be 
to, to be connected with His people, but so that they will see that He is Lord, that He is Savior, and that He is the source of life. Hey, that's, that's what it's about. That's, that's the heartbeat. That's why we send money to missions so that missionaries have that opportunity to make that message known that Jesus is Lord of all, that He is King of kings, that He is Lord of lords, that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess the glory of God, that He's Lord. That's why we, we, we do ministry. That's why we reach out, because we want people to know Jesus loves them, that the love of the Father is shown completely in Jesus Christ and what He has done for us. When we invite people, it's to bring glory to Jesus. When we invest in people and in relationships, we reach out to them and we show them love, it's because of Jesus. When we invest in missionaries and, and, and missions and, and reaching out, it's so that message can be spread. It, when we build each other up, when we build up other people, it's because people matter. Life is precious and it all leads to Jesus. And He died because life is precious. Because everybody is precious. And, and that's why He died. Nobody's left out. That little word all is one of the biggest words in the Bible. He loves you. That's what it's about. Uh, ben Hooper was elected twice the governor of the state of Tennessee. Um, his mother had a bunch of different boyfriends. And he didn't know who his father was. And it was hard for, for Ben when he was a little boy growing up because uh, kids at school knew that too. Everybody kept trying to figure out who's Ben's dad. Who's his dad? Who's his father? Nobody knew. He said it wasn't unusual to be bullied, be made fun of. And he said, you know, it really got to be a burden. He, he just felt like everywhere he went, people were looking at him and, And he said, you know, there was always that feeling that people were putting him down and that people were, you know, did, just, just didn't like him because of, the, because of that. When he, ben said when he was 12 years old, uh, there was a church that he loved to go to and they, they got a new preacher came in. And he loved to hear the preacher. And so he would, he'd come a little bit late and leave a little bit early so he wouldn't have to talk to anybody. He liked to sneak in and out. He said, but one day, the preacher prayed so quick and got to the back before he could run out. So here he was, and he's got to pass the preacher to get out. And so he's, you know, he walks up there, and the preacher slaps him on the back and he looks deep in his eyes, and he says, Son, whose boy are you? He goes, oh no. Even the preacher's making fun. And he just kind of put his head down like, I can't catch a break. He said, then he looked up, and the, the preacher just had, you know, these eyes of, uh, of, of discovery. And, and just kind of like an aha moment. He goes, ah. Oh. I know who you are, Ben. I see the resemblance. You're a child of God. Go out, son, and claim your inheritance. And he said that was the most important word anybody ever spoke. 
me. And it's words really that apply to each of us. It doesn't matter where you have been. It doesn't matter what you have experienced. God loves you. His desire is for you to know that love, to experience that forgiveness, and to be a a love, life filled with joy, kid of God, child of God. (laughs) That's what he wants. And and, and that's that's for the child that's still in the womb. That's for the child of God that's in the nursing home. <laughs> that's, that's for the child of God at each and every step and walk of life. That's His desire. That's His longing to be connected to Him. And, and, and as we, we call this time of invitation, a time of response, uh, and we always want to give everyone here that chance to come to Him. And I know it's hard sometimes to come up here in church when God's got a hold of it and say, all oh, those people are looking at me. Hey, look, you can't get into the kingdom of God until you first realize you have to be forgiven. You don't start out high and mighty. You start out low and broken. If God's spoken in your heart, we have an altar that's open to come. He receives the brokenhearted. Matter of fact, He says in His Word that the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart of God you will not despise. Psalm 34, 18, it says, He is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Encourage you, be spoken to your heart to come this part. Uh, Lord, what a great day to be reminded that no person is beyond the scope of your love, Lord. Everybody is precious to you. That's what sanctity of life's about, Lord. So much so that you chose to send your one and only Son to an old rugged cross to pay what we could not possibly pay for. And that's the message of hope. Death could not conquer Jesus. He is alive, resurrected, and gives that same hope to each one here today. Father, many have received that hope. Maybe some have not. Now is the time. The Word says today is the day of salvation. I just pray, Father, you would speak to hearts. And Father, that as you speak uh, in obedience, we would say yes to whatever you ask. Because we never regret saying yes to you. Thank you for this time this morning. Lord, we need you. We love you. We cry out to you in the wonderful name of Jesus.